You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, episode 68, Games Over. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 68 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Brian. Well, we got uh, a bunch of things to talk about this week. We had some um, new trailers that came out uh, this past week. We have uh, um, some things to look forward to in the the horizon. And, of course, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones because... because The world is talking about Game of Thrones. Why should we be any Mm -hmm. different than anyone else? But before we get to that, let's talk fake news. We are inundated with fake news. As denizens of the internet, we have to deal with fake news every day, and which has made us, whenever you see something on the internet, a little more cynical, which I, I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But something, sometimes things pop up that you, you you read it, and you, and the first thing you do is you see it, you you look at it, and see if you can. Is this an article from the Onion? Uh because sometimes you see headlines that are so weird there's no possible way that they could be true but they are and so uh i'm going to talk about a few things that i saw this week that that hit me that way it just seemed like i was being inundated with them and the first one and it's not really that unbelievable but everybody thought it was a fake uh and the people who thought it might possibly be real they kind of lost their minds but We've been talking about the Batman, the new movie that's coming out. And of course, since Ben Affleck is no longer Batman, they needed to recast uh, the role. And there's all this news about how they were moving forward the film, but they didn't have a Batman. They couldn't. They hadn't. They hadn't announced anybody yet. And now finally, they've announced they have a Batman. Mm-hmm. And that actor is Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Which, if you remember Twilight. Uh, he was the sparkly vampire in Twilight. Mm-hmm. Edward Cullen from Twilight. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And some people lost their minds. They were like, <laughs> they thought uh, they thought Kristen Stewart was going to be cast as Catwoman. <laughs> they, I mean, all, the memes went long and hard and, and heavy, as, mm-hmm. as you can expect. But um, uh, so, you know, the thing, the thing about it was... You, you saw that and you saw people getting upset about it. And then you, I saw another article, uh, Warner Brothers says they haven't cast it yet. It's not, it's not for sure. Mm-hmm. And I started to get a little worried about that because I was hoping they weren't going to necessarily back out of it, you know, because, and we've talked about this before. There, there's a point where, you know, I mean, you want to, you want to please the fans, but you can't just bail on your plans just because you, you think you're getting, Backlash, and I was hoping that that wasn't what Warner Brothers was doing because I I, I figured that was going to backfire on them. Well, the last thing I saw was that he was in final negotiations for his contract. Right, that's the last thing I saw. Yeah, and the last article that I saw, uh, I guess that it's gone through. So, um, which the thing about it is, if all you know him from is Twilight, and you didn't like Twilight, okay, I get it. Uh, but he's been doing a lot of stuff since then. He's been doing a lot of indie stuff, and uh, I, I gotta say, I, I'm I, I'm intrigued by I'm intrigued by it. He's definitely there. I thought that their I uh, Warner Brothers idea uh, at the beginning of the DC universe of 
of making an older grizzled Batman right at the beginning of your franchise was not the best idea, I thought. Uh, having a younger Batman, somebody who can... Um, someone that can... Uh, Carry on a few yeah, movies. Mm-hmm. exactly. I think that's going to be a... I think that's a good thing. And, I, again, um, having problems with Batman casting is nothing new. I mean... No, uh-uh. And, you know, people saying, oh, well, he was, he was the sparkly vampire. I was like, but don't forget, Christian Bale was a newsie. Right. You know, and... Uh, well, and, and also, I remember Batman 89, you know, when the, everybody announced Michael Keaton was going to be Batman, people lost their minds. They're like... What, what that guy the the comedian of course I mean, this was pre-internet so you know right. we didn't have nearly as much of the platform to complain about or that's true. or the like and and at the time you know i wasn't particularly aware until you know the commercials came on and of course i wanted to go see batman because i was i loved batman as a child and, right but you know the thing about it is michael keaton the, the type of roles he did before then it would be i'd have to say now of course people nowadays um if you're not familiar with Michael Keaton's early work or didn't grow up with it, yeah, you, you know, this may not sound as like that would would have been much of a stretch. But, I mean, back then, the comedic role, I mean, he was a very frenetic uh, comedian. It'd be a lot like ha- casting Andy Samberg today as Batman. It would be that people would look at it pretty much the same way. But, uh, of course, he did, he did amazing in mm-hmm. that role. And so, um, again, you know... Um, but then they would, you know, say, oh, Val Kilmer is going to be Batman. And, of course, at that time, the freaking awesome, you know, Top Gun and uh, yeah. and um, Tombstone and uh, Real Genius and all these uh, other things that he had done up until then. That was, you know, awesome. And, you know, and I'm, I'm completely okay with uh, Batman Forever. I mean, I know it's hokey, but I like hokey, uh, right. you know, campy stuff. And um, I think he did, you know... With his material, he did a good job, and I think he did one of the a very deep Bruce Wayne in Batman Forever. Right. But it certainly wasn't as successful as you, as no. as it would mm-hmm. you would have thought looking at it on paper. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sometimes you just have to. Um, sometimes you just have to uh, look past what somebody's roles, uh, the role that somebody has played. You know. Michael Pattinson, yes, he played a sparkly vampire, but he played the role that was given to him. And so, you know, it's just a good idea, I think, you know, maybe to to kind of wait and see. Mm-hmm. I mean, so uh, he may uh, he may surprise all everybody who's who's doubting him right now. I mean, um, but we'll we'll find well, out. At, at one point of time, we had talked about, and I don't think we ever covered it on the podcast, but um, when Jim Carrey. In his, you know, uh, mid-career when he was just absolutely at the top, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and the like. But then he is given this role in Cable Guy. And everyone's expecting to see Jim Carrey in that same kind of role. However, it wasn't an Ace Ventura. It wasn't Dumb and Dumber. It was uh, Fatal Attraction. And if, you know, if they had gone in knowing that he was... And he really did play that that uh kind of obsessive uh 
person very, very well. I mean, it's it's a it's a good performance, but it's not what people are expecting out of Jim Carrey. Right. And right. then later on, you know, of course, he gets these more serious roles like Truman Show and um, was it Twenty Three? Was that 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 movie or was it Twenty Four? There was a it was 20, a, yeah. a number that he he was obsessed with and, and Sunshine of the, uh, of the Sunshine Spotless, spotless Mind. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Andy uh, Andy Kaufman. Uh, Man in the Moon. Man in the Moon, yeah. So, you know, after that, he was he started, you know, getting these, and people started realizing, well, Jim Carrey can do, you know, these, these kinds of roles. Uh, but I think Cable Guy suffered because uh, people were looking for Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah. But, you know, instead of going in looking for Fatal Attraction. Well, you know, it, I mean, and Robin Williams ran into the same issue mm-hmm. because he... Um, he uh, did the. He was doing comedies, uh, mm-hmm. and then he did Death to Smoochie, which was a comedy but a dark comedy. And they right. started doing serious roles like Insomnia and One Hour Photo. Oh yeah, One Hour Photo. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but uh, you know, and, and and of course, you know, John Landis. He ran into his issues with um, American Werewolf in London because they were used to him doing comedies, and then mm-hmm. he does American Werewolf in London, which is it's funny in parts, but it's also dark as all get yeah. out. And it's so, the first werewolf transformation that we see on film as being painful. Yes. Yeah. N- no other up until that point. I mean, uh, I guess the howling might have been the closest, but still they didn't portray yeah. the, the transformation as painful. Right. Yeah. And so realizing, yeah, your bones are breaking as you're, you know, changing right. into this other creature. Yeah. So it was. And, and the uh, the effects were, you know, groundbreaking. And... uh well, I, and you know, the thing about it is people went from ha 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 to ha 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 ha. <laughs> so so I, I guess the moral of this story is I'm, I'm willing to wait and see. Uh, I, I want a, a great Batman movie from what I've been hearing so far. They're bringing more of the detective side of Batman into the movie, with, into this movie, which we haven't got to see to a great to a great degree mm-hmm. uh since i'd say the, like the first batman movie with michael keaton so mm-hmm. that's uh we'll uh we'll, well follow it as series i think you know was probably oh yeah yeah uh did the best and which i think is you know the best batman there is but that's just me so <laughs> oh there you go yeah Ke- i mean kevin conroy will always be the voice of batman right for sure mm-hmm. okay um the next item that i ran into and this was of course um from the world of stranger things season three is going to be coming out and it's going to be taking place in 1985 which is when i graduated from high school yes Aww. i'm an old i'm an old man so uh 1985 is a touchstone for the 80s people like to go in t- into that and so um in the spirit of uh, nostalgia, Coca-Cola has decided they're going to bring back New Coke. Oh, no. Ew. <laughs> I don't remember New Coke, but I remember, I uh, definitely know of people talking about how, ew, we don't like it, and uh, well, go I, back. I certainly remember it. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's a classic Coke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, well, classic Coke, classic Coke goes away, and <laughs> they bring New Coke in. Uh, the long story short, uh, Coca-Cola felt that they were losing the cola wars to uh to pepsi and yes there was such a such a thing called the cola wars Mm -hmm. i've Uh, heard that in a billy joel song yes (laughs) and they felt like they were losing um it's just the way that they were looking at the numbers they weren't technically losing the cola wars but they felt like they were and so they decided we need to if pepsi's winning we need to do things more like pepsi so let's make coke taste more like pepsi 
which is exactly what they did, uh, which is always a bad idea. Mm. And um, and so uh, and, and it didn't do very well because people who wanted to drink Pepsi were going to drink Pepsi. They weren't going to drink uh, Coke's knockoff of Pepsi. Pepsi flavored Coke. Exactly. Pepsi flavored Coke. Uh-huh. And I, I had a friend of mine. Uh, he was a year older than I was. And uh, we were friends in high school. And uh, he was extremely upset by by the change. Ooh. Uh, specifically because uh, he said if I wanted to drink a rum and Pepsi, I would have done I would have done that by now. <laughs> he loved his rum and Coke. He didn't want a rum and Pepsi. Mm-hmm. And but there wasn't any there wasn't really any kind of a choice to it. So uh, so it didn't do very well. But apparently, uh Coke is going to be bringing back for a limited time the new Coke, uh, and it'll have the Stranger Things logo on it, which made me, uh, when I saw the logo, I felt a little bit better because my worry was, did they just have a bunch of uh, new Coke in a, in a left, left, left in a over factory in a, somewhere? And they're yeah, like, hey, you know what? Let's just. <laughs> they're not going to drink it anyway. <laughs> they know it's nasty, so they're just going to put it on their shelf. So what does it matter? I'm glad to hear that they're actually making fresh new Coke because somebody might <laughs> somebody might not know what they're getting into and might decide to drink it. So uh, thank goodness for that. Uh, the last time I wanted to talk to in our No, You're Not Being Trolled uh, news series, they're going to be, uh, there's plans to do a reboot of Saw. Did you hear about this? No. Yes, they want to reboot Saw. Guess who's, uh, uh, guess who's going to be producing it? No, you're not going to... Forget it. You're never going to guess. Never going to guess. No, who's doing it? Chris Rock. Why? Let me just... Because because he is the he's a huge fan of Saw, and he okay. said he had a take on it. So he went to the studio and said, Hey, I've got, um, I've got this take on doing a Saw reboot, and apparently they've decided to greenlight it. And so apparently this is... Um, and... And don't get me wrong, I don't have a problem with this at all, but it just seems like, you know, now that Jordan Peele, uh, he's gone into horror, another, you know, African-American comedian said, hey, I, I could do that too. I could I could go into horror. Mm-hmm. Um, bring in all the new faces you want to, certainly. But it again, it was one of those, it, it was one of those out there type of a things. Now, of course, with me, I've always said that, that if you have a great understanding of comedy, you, you, you have a really good understanding of horror as mm-hmm. well because it's a, in a sense it's the same process. So I have no doubt that Chris Rock will, will uh, put out a really interesting yeah, song. Yeah, I was reboot. just I was just never a real fan. You know, slasher films I love them. Psychological films I love them. Torture porn has never been appealing in any way to me. No Saul, no Hostel. Um, right. You know, I told you I could only get halfway through Tusk and I had to go. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can't finish this. I know, I know, it's, I'm not going to be able to finish rough, this. Yeah. So, uh, well, Saul's definitely not for everybody for mm-hmm. sure. There were some things about Saul that I. The first saw that I would say uh, interested me because it was, uh, it was not your typical slasher. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wouldn't call it, um, I wouldn't call it Citizen Kane by any stretch of the imagination, but it it certainly took the genre and it took it in a different direction, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I have to say, I'm intrigued by what mm-hmm. uh, Chris Rock is going to bring to uh, to a reboot. So I I have to, you know, I'm gonna. Um, I'll be there when it uh, when it comes out, so mm-hmm. we'll see what uh, we'll see what we have there. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, trailers because a few trailers came out this week. Um, toward the end of last week, I, did you ever? See, uh, this is the 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 uh, apparently uh, Maleficent 
uh, is getting a sequel. I wasn't aware of that. I knew that it did pretty well in the box office, but they're bringing Angelia Jolie to strap on her demon wings again, <laughs> and uh, they put out a, they've put out a trailer for Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. So I guess they're going to continue the story on. Hmm. And uh, I didn't get to I, I didn't see the original. Me I didn't either. Know, so. uh, but apparently, people really loved it, and so mm-hmm. I guess it's. Uh, um, uh, it'll be uh costume wise and makeup wise uh, you know what i did see like the the pictures of her and even the other fairies and the princess i mean it it looked really good you know i just never uh really got around to seeing it it's not that i didn't want to see it or that i particularly really wanted to see it i just never got around to it but i but i may mm-hmm. but her design looked so good and yeah uh it was it looked it looked like a really uh aesthetically beautiful film oh yeah well mm-hmm. i mean disney's live action is uh happen uh, they're hit or miss uh mm-hmm. apparently i i haven't seen it but apparently uh uh aladdin is going to be a miss Ooh, from uh-huh. what i've been hearing but <laughs> i haven't seen it but maybe this will maybe this will be more of a hit but we'll see uh we did finally get our well we got our final trailer for brightburn mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. um it's a superhero movie, but also probably the type of movie you don't want to, that mm-hmm. you personally probably wouldn't want to see. Uh, Superman slasher flick. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks. Um, the final trailer, you 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 start to get a more of an idea. Just the the uh, realms of hell that are going to be. Mm. So I'm I'm going to try to. Ch- I I do want to catch it this weekend, and we'll probably wind up. I'll probably wind up talking about it next uh-huh. week. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it looks. Ter- terrifying mm-hmm. you know as it should i mean if superman was a villain uh that's frightening oh yeah <laughs> i mean it, it's basically uh it's like wish him into the cornfield episode of twilight zone oh yeah mm-hmm. it's a good day it's a good a, yeah good life it's a good, it's life. A good it's life exactly mm-hmm. it's a good life it's a good life anthony oh, yeah. oh yes i remember yep. that mm-hmm. um but uh and also we got our second trailer for once upon a time in america the uh, Quentin Tarantino, his ninth movie. Oh, the uh, the Charlie Manson one. Yes. Okay. Although mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be the main thrust of the movie, but uh, we had talked about um, uh, that. Uh, uh, of course, they there seems to be like there there's like two, a couple of Charlie Manson movies coming that have Charlie Manson in it. Uh twinning, twinning movies. Yeah, exactly. Like they like they do. Yeah, like um, oh, what is it? Um. Deep Impact and Armageddon right. and uh, Dante's Peak and Volcano. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, we twinning get, movies. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in America and Charlie Says, which Charlie Says, it sound, it has more to do with the family, where Once Upon a Time in America, you have Brad Pitt as the stuntman the, character. He's living uh-huh. next door to um, Sharon Tate. Okay. And so. I don't know why I was thinking it had to do with the detectives, but. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So apparently he's um, he's going to be involved in some aspect. Uh, it's going to, you know, it, of course Charlie's family is going to show up there to kill Sharon Tate, and since he's right next door, apparently this is going to affect him in some way. It's going to be a major plot point in the movie. I mm-hmm. would I would have to say, but also the fact that. Uh, Charlie was probably in and out of that neighborhood a lot and there's of course that scene in the second trailer where Brad Pitt's character waves at a guy and Charlie Charlie Manson waves back at him with that <laughs> smile on his face so um, uh, 
so I'm I'm looking forward to that. And of course, uh, this being Quentin Tarantino's ninth film, um, of course he said a long time ago he was going to make ten films and retire. Mm. So this is number nine. So whether he keeps his promise or not, a countdown is happening. Yeah, a countdown's mm-hmm. been happening for a while. So. Hey, maybe we'll have to do a um, a petition, you know, mm-hmm. and send send it into him because everyone's petitioning everything online. Yeah, you know, be it uh, be it the uh, Star Wars or Game of Thrones or right. uh, you know, I can't even think of the others. I saw one the other day, and it's like it's another one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, we'll definitely talk about Game of Thrones here in a moment. But we did get one last trailer, which just came out today, which is for Terminator Dark Faith. Oh. Uh, Dark Fate, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what? I know you got a chance to see it. What'd you think? Mm-hmm. It. It looks like a Terminator movie that you know that we should have. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, looking looking at it, it looks like the the Terminators themselves have evolved. Yeah. In a way that that makes sense. Right. Um. You know they kind of have a, a sort of transformer. Uh. Yeah. You know, movement to them as they're as they're changing, and you know the Sarah Connor. This this is the Sarah Connor that that we remember. And oh yeah. There's even this great callback of her sitting on an on a ratty motel bed and that exact same like kind of laid back look, you know, when she and Kyle Reese checked into the to the motel and she you know, it's it's like shot for shot looks the exact same. So getting really excited about that. Well, you know, and the other thing too that it's starting to develop into a trope that I'm not at all upset with going of course back to uh, the last Halloween film, which is the the older but still completely badass older woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Linda Hamilton, total badass in this movie. Yep. Um, hasn't lost a step, mm-hmm. you know, just like Jamie Curtis, you know, is yep. Laurie Strode. Uh, you know, somebody, uh, you know, a force to be de- uh, to be reckoned with, certainly. And I, I tell you, I I have to say. Um, the, the trailer did a, uh, did a good job of giving you the tone of the movie without giving away too much of the, of the plot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, hopefully, you, you hopefully... meet these characters, but you don't know who they are. Exactly. You don't know what they have to do with the, with the, um, you know, storyline or don't know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or exactly what time this is set in. Exactly. You know, yeah. is it the present? Is it a near future? Cause it's obviously not Okay. If, if they're doing the, uh, you know, we go Terminator 1, Terminator 2, leave everything else out, Which nothing it, else is canon, and n- now this film, right. then uh, very obviously, you know, 1997, mm-hmm. August 15th, 1997 didn't happen, uh, or else everything would be burnt. So, you know, are we going to see how the new timeline developed? Well, either way, you know, just ex- yeah, wanting to see that. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let's... God help us. Let's talk Game of Thrones. <laughs> because, every, of course, like I said before, because everybody's talking about it. Why should we be any yep. different? So, now, of course, I, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, of course, I've been following a lot of the... Uh, I've been following the million and a half signatures to redo the entire of, se- of the last season. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing all the stories, and of course, 
uh, everything that people have been saying, uh, good and bad, about that final episode. But we definitely have to talk about that final episode. Yeah. However, I feel that of all the people who have opinions, there is one person in the entire world that has that combination of compassion and fairness that can speak on this with authority and truth. And that, of course, is our own resident geek goddess, Mandy Patrick. <laughs> so, Mandy... Tell us about that final episode. What did you think? Well, as far as my feelings go, I am honestly completely apathetic to it. <laughs> I, Ow. I know, right? Ow. Never has there been such a polarizing, um, you know, thoughts on these. You know, everyone's like, oh, I absolutely hated it. It was the most awful thing ever. Worst ending ever. And the other one was like, it was great. It was wonderful. It was everything I hoped it would be. I am absolutely, you know, I neither hated it nor, you know, was it the best, you know, season series finale ever. Um, it was just okay, you know, but it didn't, it didn't tick me off in any way either. Um, pretty much... It ended the way, you know, it was leading up to. It got there a little quicker than, you know, we would have wanted it to. Not as much development, but uh, the deaths seemed like they they were... That that was the inevitable of these deaths. Uh, they Some of them kind of sucked. Uh, one thing is talking about, you know, Arya killing the Night King. I kind of felt like they gave that to her because she wasn't going to get to kill Cersei. And everyone wanted her to kill Cersei. She yeah. was on her list, and so we didn't get to didn't get to see her do that. So they let her have the Night King kind of thing. Uh, those are the sort of things that uh, that that I felt. I don't think there were many surprises. You know, I'm not surprised at who died, who lived. Um, I was kind of surprised that like they sent Jon Snow back to the back to the Wall, but then again, that's that that made the perfect circle. That's yeah. exactly where we started in the very first episode is we see someone running through the trees north of the wall and that's the last thing we see is Jon Snow riding through the trees north of the wall. So it was perfectly circular. Um all the the Stark kids that we love uh are happy right now. Um they're they're ruling the kingdoms or exploring and uh it just seems to be like in a really good place uh for now yeah well i mean some of the complaints i've heard people talk uh, to what uh, that i've heard people say and i have to um of course i'm really not speaking to any kind of authority because i haven't watched the show so i i don't know if this is true or not but i've heard a lot of people complain that it just seems like you you did come to full circle nothing really changed things kind of went back to the way things were mm -hmm. and um i heard some other people complain that uh, that the women who kind of stepped out, um, uh, stepped out and made something of themselves all wound up dying where the women <laughs> who kept their place are all fine and dandy. Uh, uh, there was one, uh, kind of beautiful moment where, uh, Sam steps forward and, um, suggests democracy. He says, since the, the ruler is going to affect everyone, why don't we leave the choice, uh, to everyone? And there's this this quiet moment and then everyone begins to laugh right. yep no that's not going to happen democracy democracy uh, it didn't doesn't even have a name you know um and so we've got but they did decide you know that no one will inherit the thrones anymore that uh they will be chosen sort of 
sort of elective elected but we still have the exact same uh we have the hand of the king we have the master of secrets we have the or i'm sorry master of whispers we have the master of coin so nothing's really changed in that manner just who sits on the thrones right yep well you know it seems to me that and we've talked about this before you have that balance of giving people what they want uh but you don't want to give them everything that they want because then it becomes boring and predictable. Um, you want to you want to subvert expectations to some degree, but if you if you're not going to give people what they want, you certainly want to give them something better than what they wanted. And I think in this, um, you know, in this, um, uh, in any kind of a story, you know, going back to what uh, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown said, you know, your your fan fiction isn't canon. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, every story is a promise. And that story needs to live up to that promise. Whatever promise it makes at the beginning, it has to has to fulfill it. So since you have seen this last season and you have seen the 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 final episode of this entire series, do you think it stuck the landing? Um I don't I wouldn't call it a perfect Ted. You know, uh, I wouldn't call it a Mary Lou Retton landing or anything, um, but it it wasn't it wasn't awful. It it was all right. And like I said, I'm completely apathetic about it. I'm not you know sad that it'll never be on again, but I'm uh, not you know happy that it, uh, that it wasn't going on. So it just uh, mm. as far as you know, uh, it's it was, it was okay. But it was overall for eight years, it was it was great and uh you know some really good tv some beautiful uh epic storytelling great characters so overall it it was it was worth it you know and i i do figure that uh maybe they they asked george r R. martin okay how does it end and he probably told them bran ends up on the throne sans ends up on the throne uh aria goes out uh searching and john goes back to the wall and so they probably tried to get us there as fast as they possibly could without giving us, you know, the build up to get there right, without making because, us care about it happening. Yeah, because they didn't have that many episodes, and so right. they and they had to they had to end it. And uh, George R. R. Martin did put out a blog post, and which I read, and you know he um, and I kind of feel bad for him because I'm afraid that people are going to look at him. Uh, that he's going to have he's he's supposed to be the one to quote unquote fix the ending <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it seems uh and he was asked you know is the ending well you know, he answered the question is the ending in the book going to be the same as the ending in uh in the TV show and his answer was well no and yes mm-hmm. and no and yes. yes and no and yes and mm-hmm. no, Which he's is, just very he's very stingy. Yeah. and why wouldn't you be? You know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have a feeling that it's generally going to go in the same direction. It's going to have more time to develop, obviously. Mm-hmm. And as he put it, there are characters in the books that he needs to he needs to end their journey, and they're not characters that ever appeared in the TV show. They mm-hmm. but they've had, uh, but you know, they've had uh, their their path in the books, and he wants to he wants to give them their end also. Right. So, you may not get a different end, but it might be perhaps a little bit more satisfying. But before we uh, before we drop this forever, I, I'm and you've kind of answered this already, but I did want to post I, I did want to 
put this question to you for somebody like me who's who well, I've watched the pilot episode and that's about it. Mm-hmm. But to say to somebody who's never watched Game of Thrones before, and now of course it's all out, it's all out on DVD or streaming or whatever. Would you recommend somebody to watch the show? Do you of think course, it's, yes. You think it's worth their time? Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I would have to know that person. You know, like I know that you would enjoy it if you know someone say didn't like Lord of the Rings uh, or you know hated Lord of the Rings. I wouldn't recommend this. Right. Um, uh, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, yes, you know, absolutely watch it. And there's this gorgeous little video that someone made of the uh, the battle at Winterfell, but there's characters talking over it and rolling dice, and <laughs> it's it's a be- it's beautiful. And they say, "Oh, you rolled a nat twenty, you you killed the Night King," and it, it it's great. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, so uh, um, oh, and there's a there's a great fan theory about that uh all of game of thrones is actually the game of dungeons and dragons that they are playing at the beginning of et (laughs) (laughs) awesome well uh i know that there there have been some comments by uh by the the producers of game of thrones uh on uh hbo of course when uh aria started when when she uh hopped on the ship to head west course people are like oh good we're gonna get an aria spinoff no we're no. not we're not getting an aria spinoff sorry yeah we, we have There's... these five great ideas but none of them are that one yeah exactly. <laughs> there you go mm-hmm. so um so if you thought hey, hbo couldn't disappoint you anymore they maybe, get they had to get one shot over the maybe bow. they can maybe they can do a uh do a petition <laughs> that'll probably work mm-hmm. so of course next week we'll talk uh we'll talk some bright burn because i'm definitely going to check mm-hmm. it out then and then the week after that we get godzilla king of the monsters Oh, uh-huh. so that'll um i'm looking forward to that i'm wondering if now that we're getting the uh getting into this season of movies whether that's going to slow down endgame they are they just beat avatar um uh uh here in the United States, mm-hmm. so domestically, it's it's beaten the record, but it's still got about a hundred. I think like about a hundred million left to go. And it did get kicked out of number one. Oh yes, it did get kicked out of number one. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. by John Wick. Oh, and well, I just I've never seen any of the movies, but I'm like, daggone, how many people killed that dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there you go. But so I do, I don't know if with what's coming up of that. If that's going to basically uh, slow down the the momentum uh, that Endgame had, I mean it it's been slowing down obviously mm-hmm. with you know, John Wick and other and and movies that are coming out. I wonder if it's going to be enough to basically stop it right before it would be able to to beat Avatar. If mm-hmm. this if this is going to be what does what what does it? But but then again, you know, uh, Endgame's been hasn't been out for really all that long about a month now and so depending on how long it stays it you know it might wind up crawling over the finish line <laughs> there's there's no telling at this point the but, marathon but uh we will definitely talk about uh all of that uh when we uh uh, uh come back uh, next week with um and we'll we'll i definitely are going to talk about Brightburn, but uh, uh we'll discuss that on the next podcast And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 68 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the Geek Watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. 
thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.